Welcome to the Upside Podcast, powered by Upside Global and hosted by Julian Blinn, founder and CEO of Upside Global. The Upside Podcast is listened to weekly by over 6,000 sports and tech executives from all sports leagues and teams in the United States and around the world. Julian has been developing technologies for professional sports teams for over 10 years and has worked for major tech companies along with sports tech startups. In each episode, Julian interviews global leaders in sports to share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations both on and off the playing field. And now here's your host, Julian Blinn. So today we have the honor to interview Anna Karin Manson and Ola Eriksud. Uh, so Anna Karin is the CEO of 1080 Motion, a leading professional grade digital motorized strength training company. And Ola is the co-founder of the company. So uh, Anna Karin and Ola, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Good Thank to have you. For, Thank you for having us. <laughs> great, well, great, no problem. So hey, what I want to talk to you about today is first, I'd love for you to talk about your background and then your company and product. And then we'll talk about the benefits for teams and athletes to use your solution. And then we'll talk about your competitive advantage, your business model, as well as your plan for the next uh, 12 months. How does it sound? Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Great. So look, the, the first question is, could you guys start by telling us about your respective background? Yes. <laughs> I'm. My background comes from... Um, I'm, I'm an uh, entrepreneur uh, when all my life, um, but I've been a tennis player, which is relevant for this, obviously, yeah. and I've been investing in, uh, in startups and in being a member of the boards and things like that. But I'm in, I'm in business administration and uh, my, my uh, experiences from uh, marketing and sales and customer service. Great. Well, thank you for clarifying. And Ola, you, can you give us some uh, information about your background as well? Yeah, my, I'm... Uh... Uh, physical therapist by trade. Uh, that's my initial training, uh, and driven by, I would say, a, a mix, a good mix between frustration and curiosity. Uh, ventured into sports science, where I got my uh, PhD in biomechanics and motor control. Yeah, and in conjunction with that, uh, curiosity and frustration, uh, I'm one of the co-founders of uh, 1080 Motion. That's great. And uh, could you uh, both of you tell me a bit more about your company and you know your product and and so on? Yes. Um, well, if I start with the company, we've been in in this now for uh, almost ten years. It's been uh, hard in the beginning. Uh, I think maybe the market did was were not ready for this um, equipment we have and the way of combining the hardware and software and measuring and also adapting to what the functional training actually, what you can do. Now the time has worked for us, I would say. Uh, we measure everything more or less with all from Apple Watch to, to our equipment, for instance, and even more. And uh, yeah, so we, well, now we have about 900 machines out there all over the world and 100 mm -hmm. pro teams. I guess uh, we are very proud to be at service for the NHL teams now in the finals uh, and also mm -hmm. six out of the eight in the quarterfinals were our clients, which we were very proud of, obviously. And yeah. we are, well, we are not a big company. We are, we have headquarters in Sweden. We produce in Sweden. 
we have a company in in Austin, Texas, yeah. and uh, we uh, I think we can cater for all of the world, all over the world. But and it, I guess the team might be our biggest advantage. Uh, we have a great team, I would say, very loyal, stays mm -hmm. with us, programmers, uh, developers, uh, engineers, uh, physios, coaches, uh, researchers, and not to mention, obviously, we need some business-minded people also in the company to be able to, to grow. And we've been growing very steadily, about 30% per year. And mm -hmm. uh, now recently, we launched the new products, um, the Sprint 2 and, and the cable. This is absolutely mm -hmm. a new generation, battery-driven. And so we we need to staff up. <laughs> that's that's the that's the future for us now. Okay. So I think yeah, I think that's that's the, uh, the where the company is at at this time. And our clients are all pro teams, university, federations, Olympic facilities, high performance centers. But obviously, anyone can use our our equipment. That's great. And and maybe uh, Ola or Anna Karin, can you guys explain to the audience a bit more about how your product works? Right? What does it do? What does it measure? Uh, because it might be obvious for you guys, but you know, for a team who's listening, they might not uh, you know uh, fully understand it. So it'd be great if you could clarify that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, in essence, you have you, we have an engine. Um, to that engine, uh, we have a drum, and on that drum, we have a line. And then we operate that engine by a computer. And, and, and the beauty lies in being able to operate that engine very accurately. Uh, mm -hmm. So you get a you get a very, you know, professional feel and a smooth feel. And by that control, we can, in essence, uh, control and tell the engine to behave like a mass in a gravitational field, for instance. Mm -hmm. uh, we can also think about you pulling on a line. You, we can set the load to something when you pull it out or away from the machine, and it can be different when it comes back towards the machine, which uh, can give you some tremendous benefits because that's how we're actually designed uh, as, as, as humans. Another cool thing that we can also do is uh, not only can we differentiate load between the pulling when you're pushing away or pulling away and compared to coming back in, we can also set the speed of, of that movement. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about setting the speed of a movement is that the machine will automatically adjust how much resistance it is giving and controlling that speed to be constant. and then. In fancy terms, we call that isokinetics, but another way of looking at it is more of a variable resistance, if you will. Okay. So, so we have that core kind of component, if you will, and then we put that into different, uh, let's call it machines. Uh, one is, Anakar, uh, I already talked about it. It's, it's a sprint. It's a portable unit. Uh, we can bring it to the ice hockey rink, we can bring it to the swimming pool and put it on the starting block, we can put it on the track, we can put it on the turf, we can put it on the hardwood. So it's a mobile unit that allows for movement patterns. So we attach basically the athlete to the other end of the line and then we can have the athlete sprint, do change of directions, he could skate, he could do different locomotive patterns under loaded conditions. Yeah, which can be very advantageous, you know, in a rehab or training uh, situation. 
but at the same time, we get data on it. So we mm -hmm. can get data on how fast did you do it? So what was your speed? How much force did you exert on the machine? So yeah. we get force values and then we combine those two and we get power. So we can really start to understand like what are some important variables to performance. We can use those to, you know, return to play, return to sport process. We can use them in a rehab to set criteria for you to target during that rehab process. Mm -hmm. So it gives us a lot of, uh, a lot of opportunities. So um, that's, that's the freedom that our customers like. And then we have the same kind of principle we have, but we have it more in a stationary and then more of a classic gym environment. And that's where, for instance, the 1080 cable and the quantum comes in, because then you have a stationary unit that you walk up to in a clinical gym and you do your, your exercises. And that makes sense. And uh, I was going to ask you, what, what are the, the biggest benefits, right, for the teams? I, I, you mentioned, for example, rehabilitation, return to play, right? Yeah. Performance training. What are the biggest benefits? Why do the team use it? What do they like the most about the product? Well, it's it's effective. Uh, that, that's one thing. Uh, you can have baseline of movement patterns that you previously were unable to have actually good data. So that gives us new insights and new information, and that could be a competitive advantage. Uh, another thing is that, for instance, I mentioned this isokinetic uh, type of resistance where actually the machine is a variable, it's just keeping the speed constant. That is very, very effective for uh, if you're microdosing, say you have a busy season and you just have time to do a few exercises and you have short periods of time and you want to get the, the most bang for your buck to use an American expression. Uh, we find mm -hmm. that many teams and individuals do that. Um, again, quantification, setting, setting thresholds. Um, having baseline data, say for instance, yeah. someone gets injured and you're coming back to a return to play, return to sport, we can actually see what the, what the level they, they, they were at previously and then, you know, compare and contrast and see are they ready and, and use that in our uh, clinical decision making. Yeah, so there are many, ma many applications of, of that data output. Uh, we are, you know, Data is one thing, but it's it's a tool and, and, and a way of helping us making good decisions. We're not doing data for data's sake. Mm -hmm. uh, that's great. And Anna Karen, you mentioned uh, you got a lot of traction and success in, in the NHL, for example, right? And I'm just curious, is that because in Sweden, hockey is very popular? I'm just curious if that's the reason why maybe you got a, lots of traction in hockey. Yeah, I, 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 th I think also that the hockey community are very sincere when it comes to strength and, tra and conditioning training. I think they are very advanced and uh, way more advanced than some other team sports. I wouldn't say which ones, but they are very mm -hmm. advanced, I would say. And for us, it's, it's actually how, how can you make your patient or athlete uh, faster and stronger effectively safe and while they're having fun also because we have to include that fun part the motivational part so they mm -hmm. see for themselves they know what they're doing oh no i don't do as good as i did two days ago or whatever yeah or, or i cannot go back to play return to play before i reach those certain numbers again i know 
it's not it's not i'm not ready yet to play um those things are are crucial i think for an an, an coach uh and also for the management who always pressing the coaches oh this player has to play and yeah. so uh, in that way the data makes sense but in the end i think also it's the feeling in the line that is smooth it's nice it, it mm -hmm. feels good it's easy to handle uh, easy to understand the numbers um direct feedback of that's obvious things for many now but hasn't been in the past and i think that still is the most important thing that you can show it you can feel it you can uh, so we we complement i would say the coach's eye uh with with our equipment do you agree Ola? yeah no and, and just to add a little bit to that it's it's the you're, you're touching on something very it's the feeling of it it's very responsive because you know sometimes you you, you, you work on machines and it feels like a it doesn't feel as smooth the transitions between different phases of a movement mm -hmm. it, it, it's not necessarily there uh, and i think we've managed to solve that very very well um uh, also i think having numbers some people like numbers some people don't but mm -hmm. for those who, who who like numbers it creates a conversation uh with the athletes that you're working with it creates an understanding uh, this is the reason why we're doing it so i also think it creates ownership on behalf of the athletes that we're working with yeah and the patients for that matter so it, it enhances the understanding of the people around us so i think they're like on a cutting alluded to here there are multiple layers or levels of this for sure and and you mentioned the communication right with the athletes how do you guys how maybe the the strength coach right how did he communicate with the coaches and athletes about the data and what that means uh great question I, I think it all depends as the answer always is uh sometimes you communicate and it depends on the recipient right what kind of knowledge what is it that we want to tell them uh yeah is it right before an important competition maybe you hold back some information um mm -hmm. but providing some very simple terms uh this is how much force you you expressed now this mm -hmm. is how fast you did this here is your time so so keeping it simple and try not to overcomplicate it i think is a key component uh yeah. also something that we're uh in the we'll, we'll probably get back into it uh, later on but it, it's it's a component that we've been very conscientious of in developing these generation two machines where we're differentiating more on what kind of feedback we're actually providing to the user and the client of the machine yeah and uh, what, what yeah go ahead yeah, and i also think uh, that that um we, we are always there for the the coach you know we we i we had high high numbers, high grades when it comes to customer service, and that's mm -hmm. from my background. I think it's extremely important that we are there when the coaches needs us, and if they want help, we help them with anything. And um, we we come out to them if they first time testing or whatever they do, we can be with them if they like to. And now I think it, it's quite easy to use our equipment, so the demand for that is increasingly less but uh, we we are always on our toes for the coaches we know it's it's really hard work what they are doing so we try to be 
their best uh, friends, their best support. That's what we do. Yeah, that's great. And two quick follow-up questions on what, maybe three. Uh, the first one is how many times a week uh, athletes use your your product? Like, for example, you mentioned the, uh, the, the NHL team in the playoffs, the Stanley Cup, right? So how many times a week do they typically use it? Uh, the second question is um, around, um, so obviously you're very strong in hockey, right? But uh, do you also see a lot of traction in uh, maybe basketball or soccer and other sports? And yes. then the, the, the third question is, you know, if you take the NBA, for example, or even hockey, right? They travel a lot in the plane. So how portable is your product for those teams? Let me, uh, I, I can try and see if I can remember, remember all of them. So if you're thinking yeah. for like a team setting, it all depends on where they are in the season. So it could yeah. be like a micro dosing. It could be once a week or it could even be less. Yeah. Leading to multiple sessions per week. So it all depends on where they are in the season, the application. Uh, if you're thinking other sports, certainly uh, team and individual ball sports, I would say is a very important uh, domain for us. So basketball is a natural one. American football is another one. Soccer or what we call football over here is uh, certainly a, a, a big uh, user group as, as well. And you touched on something very important there in terms of that portability and being able to travel with it. Because, for instance, yeah. if you have a team, say an NBA team, they are a lot on uh, away. And, for instance, the new or, or the version 2 of the Sprint uh, battery, uh, you don't have to worry about any power source. You could set it up in a hallway uh, in a yeah. hotel. You could set it up in a gym environment that you might have access to in the hotel you can bring it to the arena and you can do stuff uh you know uh, outside the locker room in the locker room and even bring it onto the court so you have multiple areas of applications and uh, mm -hmm. you will have sufficient resistance to do a lot of different things with uh, with our portable machines right now that's yeah, great and you bring it on a plane, uh, so if, if you you're flying, so it's really it's really easy. You just put it in your case and you check it in and and uh, check it in with the battery, and it, it's really super easy. And that's we made it super easy because we know the needs for the pro teams. They need to to be traveling with it, and also the coaches. Mm -hmm. Some are individual coaches. They want to travel with it to have a portable lab, more or less. So yeah. that's that's how we. We have been actually been successful in developing the new sprint too. That's great. Um, hey, so another quick follow-up question is: What has been the biggest benefits for the players, the athletes, to use the, your product? Right. So, can you give me some concrete example without giving names of any specific athletes or teams? But I just want to better understand what has been the impact on players and athletes. Uh, I think. Uh, um motivation is well it, it's different for different team settings but i can i've seen it being very important for motivation as you have leaderboards and personal records and people are cheering each other on in a yeah. team environment so that's a very good application in my opinion of uh, objective data uh you see strength gains or strength being maintained by actually training or, or being shorter periods of time in the gym 
which mm -hmm. means that you get a lot of value from the sessions that you that you do execute. So that 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 that's another one. Uh, being able to control the load and the work that you do uh, can be very important in a rehab environment. So, for instance, if you have some sort of tendon issues, you know exactly how much work is being done. You know, you, you can document this and you can track this, and it's been mm -hmm. very helpful in a rehab uh, continuum. To actually, in certain patients, for instance, ACL reconstruction, uh, by using a, the sprint machine, we mm -hmm. have been able to slow people down because usually they're a little bit anxious or afraid of going full speed. Uh, yeah, so by, ACL, by, yeah. Yeah. So loading people up and slow and thereby slowing them down has mm -hmm. certainly increased their comfort level and actually been a very helpful tool in conquering some anxieties and fear avoidance that you mm -hmm. sometimes observe in these populations. So those are those are some of many but uh, important ones and That's i great. think maybe uh, also adding some of the track and field uh, jumper sprinters they want their own and they don't want to be left behind you know when they mm -hmm. travel so they quite often they buy their own so okay for, makes sense yeah for speed that's great um and you also mentioned so you guys also work with olympic teams correct yes yeah. okay because I, I mean i work closely with INSEP, which is a french olympic organization uh, mm -hmm. we've got the big olympics coming up so there's a lot of pressure i think for france to do really <laughs> well right so like any nations really so not just france but everybody um so could, could you uh, uh kind of summarize what you think are your competitive advantages i mean i think you talked about a little bit about that but how would you summarize what you think are your competitive advantages against other products out there? I think uh, we, we have alluded to it or touched on it earlier, but I, I think we we have been in the game of digital motorized resistance technology for a while now, so we have a lot of experience. That's yeah. uh, that's, and we have a extremely competent team of individuals that is very complementary in their knowledge domain. Uh, mm -hmm. The team is not necessarily the biggest team, but we are uh, effective. So from a decision to affecting an idea and setting that into play, the the, uh, the delay there is very short. Mm -hmm. um, also a little typical Scandinavian in that we have a flat structure uh, mm -hmm. where everyone is contributing at the same level. Yeah. And maybe one of the biggest things, uh, we pride ourselves on customer support and education, uh, mm -hmm. really taking good care of the people that we work with, I think is a key component to, to, uh, to what we do. That's great. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. and also in that, you we're obviously working with leaders around the world, and we listen and we learn. Uh, we take this in and we utilize this to, to help them be even better at what they do. And, and support them and but also learning from them and then being you know involved in research projects from elite sports to more rehab uh, rehab domain to mechanistic mm -hmm. also gives us you know a, uh, a kind of a, a a wide knowledge base of uh, of how this can be used for different populations 
I think it's super important, right? Because uh, what I've seen is sometimes some comp some vendors, right, lack as far as the research and the studies, uh, whether or not whether or not they, they they don't think it's important or they don't know how to do it. Uh, but I, I I feel like in Europe the, the teams are very receptive to vendors who have studies to back up you know the data and what they're doing. Uh, in the U.S., maybe not so much. I mean, obviously some teams do, but I see more of that in Europe personally. Uh, but I, th I think it's good that you guys are focusing on research, right? Yeah, uh, I, I think that's important with uh, that we've been very um, uh, consistent with the research and also being able to work with the best researchers that yeah. produce things and and we are honest and they are honest to us and this creates a good atmosphere and I think also being a healthy company I mean we are growing we are we have some profit we reinvest in research and development all the time mm -hmm. so I think that that creates a certain um, atmosphere and culture uh, instantly growing and brick by brick not not very big numbers but 30 percent and that's that's okay it's healthy so i think uh, we've been up to par with our growth actually so, so you said 30 percent you reinvest 30 percent into r d is that what you said we invest everything in, in wow. r d that's great that's a, that's a high number yeah mm -hmm. um that's great um and as far as could you talk to me a bit more about uh, your business model like obviously you've got different products can you talk about the business model the, the, the i guess the pricing structure and things like that mm. okay we have obviously our uh, products they they are you need a wallet for it it's uh, the cost from uh, 17000 euros up to 50000 euros yeah. Um, depending on what model you have and the, the business model you buy the machine uh, and then there is a subscription model to it um, if you buy multiple machines you have some discount on the next ones yeah. that, that's it and I think uh, we've seen a lot in in this atmosphere or this this area um, that people been leasing out or just have subscription models, mm -hmm. which we now see that it's not so healthy maybe because uh, people, they uh, finish their subscription and there is um, obviously quite some cost connected to producing a machine. Yeah. So I think in, in that sense, we have been uh, successful. Uh, and also it's a matter of how much they wanted. Obviously we try to be uh, you know cater for it so that everyone can can buy and obviously we um, offer leasing options when we can in but it depends on what country it is because uh, all countries have different uh, financing uh, solutions and options so it's not like one-stop solution for everyone um, yeah. and and some you know like in france you mentioned we have a reseller there and they the culture there is different from ours so we are very, very different, happy yeah. to to have a very good distributor there and training and you one uh, Kasiam, which is his name he, he's very knowledgeable which is mm -hmm. needed to be um, a good salesperson obviously and support person and educational and 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 whatever it takes so that's basically it's very straightforward actually it's uh, yeah this is how it is and it works it's good that's that's great. So, hey, uh, maybe uh, two last questions. The, well, my next question is, what are your plans for the next 12 months? Are you looking to 
add new products, new features, uh, maybe raise some capital, expand into new regions. So what are your plans? First of all, we need to grow. We need to um, be more feet on the ground, more ears on the ground, you know, everything. We need to be more people. That, that's it. that includes administration, sales, uh, developers, uh, coaches, you name it. We need to be more. We're just 14 people in, in the company, but wow, we 14. need to be more. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. That's lean. And, yeah, it's very lean, yeah. Yeah, and uh, obviously we uh, outsource production, but going forward now, we have we have just launched the Sprint 2 and the 1080 cable, much, much lighter, smaller, uh, better performance, uh, easier to use, battery driven. It's a total new generation, which we think will increase our sales a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, we already see that uh, being launched three weeks ago. Um, so, and we have more models uh, coming up. So we will be busy with uh, creating new models, hiring mm -hmm. new people, and executing sales, obviously, and educate, educate, yep. educate, educate. That that's uh, and support. So the support comes with it. So I think we will be very busy. We might uh, need to raise capital. I think we, we need to do that. Uh, mm -hmm. it, and it all depends on what pace we want to have. So if we cannot raise capital, we will grow a little bit slower. Yeah. Um, but as I said, we are healthy. Um, but I, I think we all want to grow a little bit faster than we have been doing. But now with the new launch, I think that that's the time to, to grow faster than we did in the past. That makes sense. Well, good luck with that. Um, last question is, you mentioned the, the, I mean, the Stanley Cup, right? Who do you guys think is going to win? I mean, right now, it's one team is, in, you know, is leading, right? So. Yeah, I, it looks like one will win, doesn't it? They are in the lead, big time. Yeah. No, not big time, maybe, but still in the lead. So definitely in the lead, yeah. So, uh, well, look, we we are at the end of the podcast, but I wanted to thank you uh, both of you for your time today, and good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To access past episodes and other research articles and analysis of sports technology, please visit our website, theupside.us. Subscribe to the Upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website. Royalty-free music is provided by ibaudio.com. The Upside podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology. Until next time, keep looking to the Upside.